Welcome to the Just Fucking Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Maria Gresta, and I'm a multiple six-figure entrepreneur, business, and manifestation mentor, and I'm known as the Thrive Queen. This podcast is where we talk about sex, health, spirituality, business, and living life on your own terms. My clients are go-getters, action-takers, and do not settle for anything other than living a fuck-yes life. I'm obsessed with helping you thrive in all areas of your life, and if that vibes with you, welcome. I'm so, so, so happy you're here. Let's get into today's episode. beautiful human and welcome back to the just fucking thrive podcast today we are talking about ways to feel more positive so many clients come into my space and really just want to feel different experience life differently and of course you know get to their goals and one of my main teachings is enjoying your life now feeling more positive now and you know living your life now thriving now because when you live in this state of thriving and that becomes your way of being everything else kind of realigns all the actions you take actually work um you're actually happy the things you desire actually come if you're an entrepreneur your message gets out there easier the content you create is easier your launches go better if you are a person on a health journey or a health client of mine um the love you have for your body gets so much fucking deeper taking action to feel better consistently gets easier and ultimately that all leads to you getting the physical results you want right so normally we talk super deeply on this podcast even when I intend not to (laughs) but my intention today is to just share simple shifts simple things simple shifts to include in your life that will help you feel more positive some of them may sound really 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 dumb but I guarantee you that if you want to feel more positive these things will help you And these are in no order. But number one is decorate your space. Decorate your space. Create an area in your house that feels really good for you. Make your entire house feel really good for you. Um, Make your bed. Have like nice fluffy pillows. Have beautiful plants around. Or if you hate plants, put whatever else you want. I don't understand how people decorate without plants. But like you do you. (laughs) um you know have there's nothing like coming home to a place that feels really good that feels really clean that feels really just like you know your space um yeah you know one of the biggest reasons why we love watching let's say like reality tv show or wealthy people or people on social media is because The people we watch typically have things that we desire, you know, they mirror back to us different things that we want and, you know, we think like, oh, well, that person has a more beautiful house or that person has a bigger space or that person has a more beautiful view or that person just has more money. And sure, those things can be true, but does that mean that you shouldn't enjoy where you live right now? 
you know? So sometimes I have clients take just like one space in their house that, you know, need really needs to be painted because they fucking hate the colors of bright blue color and orange color or whatever. Um, or, you know, maybe they have an office or maybe it's just their bed. Um, but just start with one, one place in your house that doesn't feel 100% and just take some time this weekend or whenever to, you know, it doesn't have to be fully done, but take the time to make it you. Um, and keep it clean. I don't have that on this list, but definitely keep it clean. It doesn't have to be perfect, but there's just something about coming home to a place that's clean or in the evening just putting everything away rather than waking up in the morning and having, you know, clothing on the floor, which my husband loves to just step out of his clothing and leave it there. <laughs> um you know, there's nothing like coming home and having like your Roomba or somebody vacuum for you and you seeing like the, you know, the vacuum marks on the rug. It's just, it, it allows you to feel less scattered. They've done tons of studies on this and it's just so important. So yeah, take care of your space and it's okay if you're going to move, but do it anyway now. You deserve it and definitely make it smell good. Like use all of your senses. Don't just use visuals, but use like what things you love to touch and what things you love to feel on your body and what things you like to hear and what things you like to smell. You know, almost 90% of the time I have music playing and candles going or I just burn sage or something like that. And so, yeah, make sure that it feels really good for you. Second thing that you can do to feel more positive is spend time doing nothing. It sounds crazy, but it works wonders. One of my uh, coaches, Jess Benstock, who's been on the podcast a few times, really honed this concept into me, and it really just helps because our nervous system is just going, going, going all the time. We constantly have stimulus, and we constantly have a long list of things to do, and we're constantly doing things, and Spending time doing nothing is just amazing. So whether you, you know, sit in a bath and you just stare into space or you have a candle in front of you and you're just sitting there looking at the candle, I like to go into nature and I like to just to pick a beautiful spot to sit and just do nothing. So yeah, just have the intention to do nothing. Number three, spend time doing things you love, obviously, right? But... We don't do this. <laughs> Again, this podcast is going to be filled with like things that are like, duh, <laughs> but things that probably aren't, you probably aren't including if you are, you know, here listening to this podcast and being more positive, but spend time doing things that you love. Life isn't just about working and then eating and then going out to drink and then going back home. Um, it's about exploring. It's about adventure. It's about, um, yeah, living, <laughs> living, living, living. And again, the more you do these things, the easier actually taking action and actually being focused and being productive and um, like the easier it will come and the easier the success you desire will come. You know, when you envision yourself having the success that you want, he or she is probably not just sitting at home you know, watching TV or just going out to eat and then coming back home, you know? So when you envision what your most successful self is doing, pick something and do it now. 
Um, number four is find the beauty in your everyday life. This sounds very like, oh my goodness, really? <laughs> but it's the truth. Whether it's looking outside and actually seeing, you know, the beauty that is surrounding you. Maybe you have some trees outside. Maybe you just see sky. Maybe you see other houses. But start to notice things from a lens of love and beauty versus just going about your day to day. You know, I kind of like to think of it like if it was like my last day on earth or my last week on earth or whatever. And I knew that, you know, 100% this was the day or week that I was going to die. How would I be looking at life? And it's not all the time. Like I'm not saying that this is my life all the time. But in a general sense, I do my best to come back to this place of how can I find the beauty? Even in just the drive to work or the drive to the gym or um, anything. Number five is be present with all of the actions you take. So everything you do in your life, you can either kind of like just get it done (laughs) and be distracted, thinking about something else, doing something else, eating while on the computer, eating while reading, eating while watching the TV, whatever, or you can actually be present. So the more present you are with the actions you take in your day-to-day life, the more calm you will feel. A lot of positive... A lot of feeling more positive is also about feeling more calm. You know, no, I don't think anybody would envision feeling positive and just like crazy, <laughs> right? At least I don't, I don't understand how that would be a thing. Um, but if it is for you, totally cool. But most likely you want to feel some sort of calm, right? And being present is one of the most impactful ways that you can kind of just feel calm. Um, get outside at least one time per day. Now, I know that, you know, it could be hot as balls or it could be raining or it could be fucking freezing, but we're not made to be inside. We're not made to just go from our house to the car, to the gym, to the restaurant, to work, and then back to the house. So find somewhere in your neighborhood that you really love to go to. Find a walking route that you really love. Um, find a park or nature that you really love and go there. If it's not every single day, at least be in your backyard every single day. Go on your balcony, um, you know, and that can be your do-nothing time. That can be a time when you do something that you love. You know, you can kind of kill two birds with one stone, but whoever came up with that saying? Has anyone ever thought of that? (laughs) (laughs) like what (laughs) anyway um but yeah get outside at least one time per day fresh air is fucking amazing um it always baffles me when you know I go into hospitals or when I worked in um you know hospitals and nursing homes and stuff like that where people who are sick don't get outside at all (laughs) um or when I was working at the nursing home residents would maybe get once every month outside unless their family actively took them but other than that they never saw outside and it's just like that's that's baffling to me we need the sun we need fresh air um yeah it's just a different energy so get outside at least one time per day um number seven is move your body in ways that are challenging and peaceful i like to balance this and go based off of what i'm feeling Um, but your body is made to be challenged. It's made to sweat. Your heart's made to beat fast. 
um, you know, and your muscles are made to grow and regenerate themselves and grow back stronger and bigger. Um, and your body's made to also feel peace. So find a yoga practice that's really amazing. Find a walking trail that's really amazing. Find some sort of a stretching routine that feels amazing. amazing. Or if something else is calling you, do that. Um, number eight is eat foods that don't just taste good, but that truly feel good. So yes, I believe we need to eat food that tastes good. Like I'm not going to eat something that doesn't taste good. Why would I do that? <laughs> I'd rather not eat anything than eat something that tastes bad, which... Recently, my husband has been kind of slacking on his cooking, and I'm very grateful for him cooking, but um, we've just been cooking a lot, and we eat a lot, and it's just kind of getting a little bit exhausting, and so um, he usually does like the meats, and I usually do like the side dishes, and you know, sometimes we help each other out, which is which is great, very grateful for that, but um, like he, he'll like overcook his steak, and it was like basically inedible the other day, and like over-seasoned, and then he made this chicken that I didn't really like. And I basically just didn't really eat dinner. I think I had popcorn for dinner those nights. But um, <laughs> your foods need to, to taste good. You know, the act of enjoying your food has an energy around it versus, oh, I'm just going to eat this because I need to eat something. Um, but also, they need to feel good in your body. They need to feel like they sustain your energy. They need to feel like they truly nourish you. Um, and whatever else, other values you have around food, you know. Um, nine, the ninth way to feel more positive is to protect your energy. <sighs> this can be so many, so many, so many things, but for me on a day-to-day -day basis, it looks like making sure that I serve myself deeply. So when I do work, it's actually fucking good work. It means only working about three to five hours per day. Um, that's usually about four days a week. Sometimes I do more. Sometimes I do less. It just depends on what I have going on in my business and, um, yeah, what I want to get done and how much energy. You know, I, I can always do more and more and more and more and more, but I know that by the end of the day, I'll be absolutely exhausted and I don't want to live in an exhausted way. And truth be told, when I started to do less work or less hours of work, three to five hours of work per day versus eight hours or whatever it was, I, or even 10, 16 sometimes, like, it would be, I would be less productive, you know? And so I'd much rather work for a shorter period of time and like haul ass during that time versus work for the whole day and like kind of get a little bit done here, kind of get a little bit done there. Like that doesn't feel good to me. That's basically just, that's annoying for me. <laughs> so figure out what it takes for you to protect your own energy and I mean, even if you work for somebody else, like, you know, I mean, I used to, when I used to work for other people, other than when I was a personal trainer, because obviously like I had to be one-on-one -on -one with clients or I had to be present in the group. But when I used to work at a computer and I was a dietitian, I mean, most of the day I usually didn't actually get things done. And then I would just haul ass towards the beginning of the day and maybe finish off some things during the end of the day. So Nobody would know. Just get your work done, <laughs> you know. Um, and if you find that your work isn't conducive to you protecting your energy and you're almost feeling um, negative about it or you are resenting it, that's a big thing for me. Um, if you're into human design, I'm a projector. And as a projector, one of the things, one of the ways that we know that we're out of alignment is by feeling resentment. And you don't need to know your human design to know like what 
what your signal is that you're feeling out of alignment. Like you just know, you know what I mean? And so when you start feeling resentful or not wanting to go or not wanting to do the things or regretting it or whatever, um, or you're feeling burnt out, like, you know, you have to look at how can I make my job fit me? It's not just about you fitting into somebody else's idea of how you should work. You know, there's always a way to have the pay you want, have the job you want, and have, you know, the structure and the schedule that you want. You just have to look. And it might be hard to look and you might be where you, you know, you might be where you are and almost ready to retire or whatever. But don't let yourself, like, if you want to be more positive, how are you going to keep staying in a place that doesn't feel good where you give 40 plus hours a week? You know, and I don't believe that it's about like, oh, well, the majority of it is good and um, the majority of it is okay. And I really love my students or I really love the people I work with or my clients. But is that enough to make you feel positive, you know? Um, And is there another way that you can still work with clients and still work with people you love, but in a different setting that actually supports you? You know, I think one of the most frustrating things that I experience as a coach, like when I'm just like out in the world, I'm not working with a client, is somebody who just sits there and complains about their work all the time. And then when it comes to shifting, they're like, no, but I'm genuinely happy. You know, I'm genuinely happy. I'm generally happy, whatever they say. And then every time I talk to them, they have something to complain about. And it's just like, that 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 doesn't add up. <laughs> Either stop complaining, <laughs> you know, every day or, you know, consistently. Obviously, there's always going to be things, you know, even in my business, of course, I'm not always like, oh, this is the most amazing thing ever. Of course, there's things that I'm just like, oh, that's frustrating or, you know, things that I have to grow through, which is fine. But on a general sense, I'm not sitting here complaining every day. And so, yeah, take take ownership of what you can change. And if something's feeling off, make sure that you shift it and make sure that you protect your energy above all. Um, number 10 is make yourself and enjoying your life the focus of your day or the focus of your life overall. You know, again, we don't want to get to 90 years old you know, granted, we live that long and then be like, shit, I forgot to enjoy anything. <laughs> um, and you might have to force yourself, you know, until it becomes a normal, normal way of being. Um, all of this is actually something that you might kind of have to force yourself to shift um, before it becomes your normal, you know, your normal way of being working three to five hours a day was not normal for me. Um, taking time for myself in the morning and meditating every single morning and journaling and reading and walking was not normal for me. Um, Even working out was not normal for me. I did start young. I started at 16, but before that, it was literally absolutely nothing. Never played a sport, never (laughs) could not run, could not do a push-up, like couldn't do anything. And eating well was not normal for me. I grew up living off of like lean cuisines and frozen shit and hot pockets and um, granola bars and special K bars and sugar, tons of sugar or just bagels as breakfast, which is like fine, but like there needs to be more protein in there. Muffins for breakfast, tons and tons of coffee. I worked at a bakery. I made coffee and, you know, ate a lot of sweets and stuff like that. And so eating healthy was just not 
normal for me, and I did not grow up around friends who ate healthy. Um, a lot of them had eating disorders. A lot of them um, just also ate really shitty. So, yeah, you know, it took a, it was really hard to shift it. And it's okay if those things feel hard, but, you know, whatever you're feeling called to, in whatever way you're wanting to shift your life, whether it is food or working out or your business or your job or a relationship, like that's what's meant for you. That's what's guiding you in the right direction. You're asking for help. You're at, you're setting this intention to be more positive and happy and successful, but you're not listening to those little nudges. You're not listening to that calling and the calling is always the way. <laughs> um, but yeah, make yourself and enjoying your life the focus of your day until it becomes your natural way of being. Um, number 11, we have five more. Rearrange anything you don't absolutely love. We've basically gone into this, and this is a lot of what I teach you guys um, and a lot of what my courses are all about, but rearrange anything you don't absolutely love. You might not be able to rearrange it 100%. You know, Again, if we take your house, for example, you might not be able to get the bigger house or the house on the beach or whatever you eventually want um, or want right now, but you can do your best to make what you do have a really beautiful experience for yourself. Um, number 12, finish each night off with something that truly lights you up. You know, I think especially here in America, we end up, you know, just cooking dinner and then sitting on the couch or going into bed and just watching TV and of course, there's like a place for that. And of course, that can definitely be a part of your life if you enjoy it and spending time with somebody else or your, yourself or whatever. But is that something you really enjoy? Like, do you want to do that every single night? Um, some ideas for what you can replace that with. I love just like turning off all the lights once it, once it starts to get like a little bit dark. And I love putting on a bunch of salt lamps. I love... Um, putting on uh, candles and things that like smell really good. I love sitting there with like a cup of tea um, and my book, <sighs> cuddling with my puppies. Sometimes we'll go for a, an evening walk or a sunset walk. Sometimes we'll go listen to live music that at a jazz club that we like that usually happens at nine. I try not to do that too often because I like to be asleep by like 10, but sometimes we go out and we do that. Um, but yeah, Make your nights just as special as the rest of your day and the morning. I find that a lot of times we end up just like, oh, whatever. Like, it's just the evening time. I just need to unwind and do whatever. But it's not actually things that really serve us, you know, especially if we're ending up on our phone or in front of screens or something of that nature. And especially if that's every single day. Um, number 13, get rid of negative people or limit your interactions with them. So feeling really positive can be a challenge if you're surrounded by people who are really negative. Um, and, you know, this person might be your husband or it might be your kid or it might be your best friend or, you know, it can be someone where it would be really challenging, you know, you can't just get rid of them. But make sure that you continuously serve as the example for them of being positive because then you invite them into a new way of thinking for example with my husband and I when I first started to really do this work he definitely was not he was not into personal development work and 
um, spirituality or manifestation or anything of that nature. And it was really frustrating for a while because I was like, how, like, how, how are you just so negative all the fucking time? How are you, um, you know, just looking for what's wrong? How are you not focused on what you do want? Like, I just didn't really understand it because my life had changed so much. And so for about like a year and a half, like I just was the most frustrated human and I was pressuring him to feel better and pressuring him to, um, you know, feel more positive and change things in his life. And it didn't work. But what did work was not putting pressure on him and just serving as the example um, and allowing him to kind of eventually match, uh, you know, that sense of positivity. And I would definitely say in a more general sense um, of the way that I feel is definitely more positive, whereas he still focuses a lot on like, oh, there's not enough money, there's not enough this, there's not enough that. Um, even when there is. And so, um, you know, it's still a challenge, but I just make sure that I, I don't want to say limit my interaction with him because I spend mostly every day with him, but I definitely shift the way I interact with him. And, you know, if he's going down his negative spirals or whatever, I either am like, hey, I'm not going to hold space for you around this. Like, I'm not here for this conversation. Or, you know, we have a productive conversation because it's okay if people aren't always positive. It's okay if you aren't always positive. But when you're talking about things, it like just sitting there complaining and, um, you know, focusing on everything that's wrong and, and going down these negative spirals of not feeling good and then, oh, I've fucked everything up. And, you know, it just doesn't really help anything. So I'm more about like, if I feel negative, get all of that energy out of me. Like I do... Uh, you know, write it all out or speak it all out to myself or, you know, I just get the anger, the frustration, the sadness, the worst case scenarios out of me. Um, and then I turn it into something more positive. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer than, you know, other times, which is fine. But that's what I mean by like limiting your interactions or changing your interactions or um, protecting your own energy, you know, Um, let people know like what you're available for and what you're not. Hey, I totally hear that you're struggling right now. And I totally hear that there's something coming up for you. I just want to let you know that I don't have space for this right now. Um, but I can come back to you when I do, if you still need that, does that work for you? You know, and they might get mad and they might, um, say you're an asshole and oh, you never have space for me and all these things. And, you know, just remember that when you set boundaries with people, Um, If they're so used to just, you know, I don't want to say like walking all over you, but like kind of using you whenever they they need like, hey, I need you and hey, this, hey, that Um, they're not going to be happy in the beginning, but uh, that's okay, you know, because you have to protect your energy. They have to protect theirs. There's a saying like people, the people who get mad when you set a boundary are only the ones who benefited from you not having boundaries. And I definitely agree with that. I just don't like the word benefited. Um, I feel like it kind of puts a negative connotation on anybody who fits in that category of benefiting when you didn't have um, boundaries. Whereas, you know, it was your fault for not setting them. It wasn't their fault for saying things or overstepping this imaginary boundary that wasn't there, you know. So it might take some redoing of the way that you interact with other people in your relationships but it's totally possible okay we got three more number 14 stop watching the fucking news (laughs) 
stop reading the news, stop watching the news. Oh my goodness. The other day, you like a, a Yahoo, I like have a Yahoo email for my personal email. And uh, there was a Yahoo article that was talking about global warming and like the drying up of the Colorado River, I think it was. And the Colorado River is massive. I don't know where the fuck it starts and where it ends, but I definitely know uh, it's in Colorado and it's in Texas because when I lived when I lived in Colorado, I knew about the Colorado River. And since I've lived here, there's a lot of um, bodies of water that feed out of the Colorado, which baffled me. I'm awful with geography, so I was like, "Whoa, that's a thing." <laughs> but anyway, so the article was talking about, you know, I, I guess it was global warming. I didn't really get that from it, but I'm assuming it was global warming, and how it was fucking with our reserve of water, and how, um, you know, California's water is super low and here in Texas and whatever and all it was going like all it said was just negative shit was like worry about this worry about that this is bad this is bad this expert says this this expert says that but it was nothing about solutions it was literally just negative fucking shit and every time I click on a Yahoo article that's all that there is and honestly I haven't watched the news in years which has been great Um, other than like if it's on at the gym or whatever and there's a TV going but um, and then I don't have the sound on so I really don't know what's going on (laughs) but even with COVID it was like just numbers are going up and numbers are going up and I remember last August I was in uh, Florida with my family um, or my in-law family and they were still watching it every day and I was like this is still a thing like what are you getting out of watching how many more people are sick or how many people are dying or how many people have taken the vaccine or not like what like what is the purpose of this in your life and the most of the time like if you're not going to take action on something there's no use of sitting there worrying about it so when the news just creates more worry or the article that you're reading is just creating more worry sure it's creating awareness but it quickly turns into worry it's awareness worry awareness worry and then it's like over awareness you know like our nervous systems are not meant to absorb what's going on every single place of the world and also in every single person's life who lives here or who doesn't live here you know it's exhausting it is so exhausting So watching, not watching the news or, you know, if you want to watch it, put a time amount on. Again, I, I prefer not to, I think it never does anything good for me. Um, but you know, figure out a boundary for you around that and, you know, choose to be as ignorant as you want. I'm extremely ignorant to really what goes on in the world most of the time, unless I feel the need to, you know, learn about it or whatever. That's usually extremely rare. Um, and, you know, people might say I'm dumb or whatever. You call me whatever the fuck you want. But I'm going to protect my energy and I'm going to protect my peace. And I can't be a positive human, making a positive impact on the world, being happy, being healthy, having energy to give to myself. You know, it's like when you hear and watch the news, because I have a lot of family that is really into watching the news and looking at everything that's going on and then talking about it and then reiterating it and then saying how worried they are and then their anxiety goes through the roof. And, you know, I'm not sitting here criticizing their actions, but I think it's just a cause and effect. You know, if you're sitting there watching someone that's now making you feel worried and then you're so debilitated by anxiety afterwards because now you're just so worried about all the people wherever in whatever situation 
and you can't get your stuff done and you're not happy, like, that doesn't work in my life, (laughs) you know, and it's just about what you want to experience, you know, choose to be as ignorant as you want, but definitely reshape your relationship, Um, and then once you have a healthy relationship with it, it might be easier to go back, and once you overall know how to reground yourself in a positive place or in a more calm place, um, you know, then I can read whatever Yahoo article I want, and then take what information I need to know, know if I'm going to take any different action or if I'm going to contribute to the cause or whatever, and then move on with my life, you know? But if you're constantly absorbed in the worry, you can't really uh, differentiate that, you know? So stop watching the news or create a boundary or whatever you want to do around it. Um, Number 15, we have two more. Get rid of anything on your phone or email or social media that makes you second-guess yourself, your happiness, and your actions. Now, as you guys know, I sell a lot of courses. I sell a lot of coaching. Um, And, you know, just because I do that, um, Instagram shows me a lot more ads around coaching. And this person is selling her course who's made a million dollars. And this person, you know, has a million dollars and is selling this. And I was on my Instagram this morning and I was like, if I never see anything like this again, I would be so fucking happy. Like, I I have my coaches that I pay. Yes, they are millionaires, and I'm very, very blessed to work with them. Um, I take my action. I do my things. But if you continuously absorb from different people, and if I, you know, clicked on all of these ads and then followed all these people and said, okay, I want a million dollars, so I'm going to follow these people, I would get a thousand different answers of how I should be doing things you know, and there's no filter for that. And that gets overwhelming. And inherently, that will make you feel like, shit, I'm not doing that. I'm doing something wrong. Oh, shit, that millionaire said I should do this. I'm doing something wrong. And those ideas can even be conflicting. (laughs) Same thing in health. You could be following me and somebody else who macro counts and somebody else who does beach body and somebody else who does whatever else exists, keto. And it's like, you can't do everything. (laughs) So my best recommendation is to follow people, follow things, follow causes, whatever that make you feel inspired, that make you feel like you're taking the right action, that make you feel, you know, powerful. And it's not up to like me to make you feel powerful, although that is a part of my brand. That's literally something that I teach. It's not a part of everybody else's brand. A lot of other people just teach strategy. This is why my strategy is good. This is why this strategy sucks, whatever. And if you want to follow that, cool, but pick like one or two people and just actually implement what they say versus just continuously consumption consuming that's like what all of this really comes down to stop just doing stop just consuming stop just um taking action and being enrolled in the rat race of society and really reconnect to yourself and be intentional if you want to feel more positive you have to be intentional with how you use your life um how you use your money how you nourish yourself like intentionality is fucking key And so get rid of anything on your phone um, that really makes you second guess yourself, your happiness and your actions, or if it's like super triggering for you for whatever reason, you know, I think it's important to work through your triggers, but I also think it's important to remove anything that is triggering 
from you. I've blocked people. Um, I've blocked people who I pay money, a lot of fucking money to. I had to block them. Um, I've blocked people after I've paid them because I no longer vibe with them. And then I come back, um, you know, years later, months later, whatever. Just take whatever action you need. Protect your own energy. And um, when you use Instagram as a place of empowerment for yourself and a feel-good place or even like a place where you're looking at things that you're manifesting, you're making it more normal for yourself if that might work for you. Some people it works for, some people it makes them feel like, oh, I'm so far away from that, I can't keep seeing that every day. Just follow what that thing is that makes you feel more positive. And then last but not least, I love this recommendation, honestly. Do at least one thing new each week or one thing you've been wanting to do each week. Um, We can make life really fucking monotonous and that can suck. (laughs) And sometimes like monotony is really good, you know. But remembering that there's a whole world out there and that doesn't just mean travel or go to a different country. If that's something you want to do, cool, go and do it. But it's also about like, you know, my husband and I went roller skating to a roller skating rink the other night. And that, oh, excuse me, my dog just went off. Hold on. That scared the crap out of me. Okay. I literally jumped. <laughs> Maybe you did too. My bad. <laughs> um, yeah, we went to a roller skating rink and just, we've never been. I don't know how to roller skate. I think I maybe have been on roller skates once when I was like six and I used to rollerblade when I was really young, maybe like eight or nine, but I don't remember how to, you know, and we just went and it was super fun. It was like 10 bucks each. Um, the roller skating rink was kind of shitty, but you know, it's (laughs) pitch black (laughs) with like strobe lights and stuff. And uh, we enjoyed the fuck out of it. And we had so much fun doing something new. Um, It can be something as small as going to a different coffee shop. If you constantly go to Starbucks, go somewhere different. Um, You know, if you constantly go to the same restaurants, do something different. If you eat the same foods, make, like, find a recipe you really love and have fun with it. I love baking. I love cooking. Um, You know, try a different workout class. Try a different anything. Just keeping it new, and it doesn't have to be all the time, but even if it's just once a week, you do something new or something that you really fucking love, they're just like, oh, this is going to make me feel so good when I do this. As my dogs are going off again. (laughs) So I think that that's our key to end. (laughs) I hope that this list, um, you know, filled you up and gave you some ideas of what you can be doing right now that are super simple, not super deep work, not processing traumas and things like that, although I do think that those things are necessary and obviously I have programs for things like that. But it's really important that, you know, you make your external reality um, match positive things in your life. And I guarantee you life will feel so much different. So if you feel called to share anything with me that really stuck out to you or even that like, oh, duh, I know that. Thank you for that reminder. Um, please share that with me on social media. It means the world. And if you feel called to share it with your audience, I would love, love, love to to see that because that means that you are sharing my work with other people and my goal is to impact as many people as possible. And last but not least, if you have listened to my podcast and you have not left a review, please do so. If you don't have an iPhone, please borrow somebody's iPhone where you can leave a review because... I love having you here, but I would also love to know what you think, and it helps the algorithm um, 
grow my podcast. So that would mean the world to me. Thank you for being here. I love you and I will probably see you next week. Bye.